The things you'll see on the streets, they don't always add up, you know? Sometimes you're downtown, middle of the day, you raise your head and catch a strange reflection on the skyscraper. Something like a crooked, dreary castle tower is jutting out into the overcast sky above. Another day, you take out the trash at night and you see her across the street, looking at you. A kid dressed in bright colors with the head of an elephant. Or you're alone at the office, it's late, and you hear a voice, a familiar voice, calling to you. Someone you knew, and they've been dead for years. It's not Halloween. You're not on drugs. What are you going to do? Tell you what. You're going to keep doing the same things you've always been doing. Keep walking. You dump the trash and come back inside. Watch some TV. You keep working. It's in your head, right? You can't really be seeing this. There must be some logical explanation. But a tiny part of you is questioning. It's whispering. What's going on? Where am I? What is this? It feels like you're about to wake up from a dream, but this feeling stretches over weeks, months, and years. You get used to it. You get used to it so much that you hardly ever remember this feeling is there. You go back to your life. You work, sleep, eat. You do whatever it is you do. See, you can't afford to really ask yourself what was that thing you saw. You can't because deep down inside you know the truth. You know that if you go looking for answers, if you doubt the way things are, you'll have no escape but to also doubt who you are. You'll have to ask the toughest question of all. Who am I? Hello, and welcome to the friends no, at the table. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. God. <laughs> Good start. Hello and welcome to the Call of Leader Patreon, uh, where we play other games. Surprise! We're actually part of Friends at the Table. Surprise! Oh. We're part of. We're, we're, <laughs> Don't sue we're, us. We're Austin Walker, we're, please join us for an episode. We're the friends mm-hmm. of Friends at the Table. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I know friends of them personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Hello, uh, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at OfficeGettingGod. Uh, and you can support the show at FTL, at patreon.com slash FTLcast, uh, where you must be to hear this. So, uh, I'm just freewheeling it. I don't have an intro doc because I forgot. So I'm just chatting. Uh, <laughs> joining me today in this wonderful adventure is. What order are we going in? Yeah. And- Do we have a doc? We could go down don't have a dock. Cool. I don't have a dock. You want to put a dock somewhere? I'll open the dock, but I'm just doing <clears throat> yeah. it. Okay, let's let's go down the Discord like, call. So yeah. I'll start. Oh, baby. Yep. <laughs> Improv. We're all panicking. <laughs> we're professionals, I swear. Um, yes, and, yes, and. <laughs> um, I'm Dora. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. You can find uh, the games I've written at HarpyDora.itch.io. Uh, and uh, my pronouns are they, them. Zach, I think you forgot pronouns. My pronouns are he, him. All right. <laughs> my name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter at LittleLadyMab. You can find other things that I do around on the internet, because I don't have anything coherent right now to offer you. Uh, pronouns are she, her. Yeah. 
And I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose. I use they, them pronouns. And because I don't know when this is going to hit our Patreon feed, I have nothing to plug. It could have yeah, already happened by now. <laughs> Yes, it might have. Uh, probably Who knows? Earliest, early, probably earliest is, in, is March, unless we want to do it sometime in the middle of February. Oh, well, in which case, I hope you enjoyed the 24-hour charity stream that we did yeah. with the folks from the room where it happened. Yeah. We had a great time. We raised a bunch of money. We, yeah, mm. I can't believe we raised a whole million. Yep. Um, <laughs> You're cursing us now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Come find me at Gen Con. Come play in my games. Oh, I'll have a yes. schedule up by the time you hear this. I probably. thought about doing that, but I don't think I have enough money for a ticket. Our um, planes are expensive. Planes are fucking expensive. Uh, yeah, so uh, obvi- as we are talking about, we are running a GM'd game today. Uh, a game where I am the GM. Uh, oh. That doesn't mean I'm the boss. Lines, lines and Veils. Lines and Veils. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have it. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, so let me go back to the doc. Uh, so our lines, uh, things that we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism. Oh. We're going to be a little squiffy on this one uh, because usually uh, violence against children and animals is part of it, but we're all playing teenagers and there may be violence, so, you know. There that. will probably be some sort of violence. Yeah. But whether or not it's like, you know, full, co- cool adventure violence or like horror violence is up to be seen. Yeah. But um, so, you know, violence against teenagers is on the table at least. Um, but continuing with the lines, uh, we don't want to see sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence and unwanted pregnancy. And our veils, which are th- things we're fine with addressing, but will just fade to black on our steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Mm. <clears throat> All right. So what are we playing today? Uh, so you've heard me say that probably o- over a hard-boiled uh, intro I'm so music. ready <laughs> for the intro music. God, yes. Um, <laughs> I'll have to write some, probably. Um we are playing a game called City of Mist. City of Mist is a game by uh, Amit Mosh uh, and son of Oak Game Studios, uh, where you play, the, the tagline is Ordinary People, Legendary Powers. Uh, it is a game where players take the roles of people living within a city, um, uh, the, the eponymous City of Mist. Uh, in the game, it's just called The City, but in this game, it's called Facet City. Um, and it's a big old noir city. We're playing, uh, we're setting it right now in like the, the late 40s, early 50s. So just after the war, um, it's an American city where players take on the role of people who live within that city who also have an internal mythic self that they awaken to that grants them special powers. Um, uh, when we go th- as we go through character creation, we're going to be name dropping the specific mythos uh, that our characters are uh, drawing from. But I do want to say that in play, you might like realize that some people like are drawing their power from a specific source. But one, in universe, you may or may not be able to recognize that. And two, I won't be like saying, so Dracula stands up and comes <laughs> for you. I would describe the person more than I would describe their mythos. Uh, their, their mythos informs their powers and in some ways their personalities. 
Um, but I'm not going to be like, it's not, this isn't, it's not interstitial. It's not, uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This is, these people are people who just happen to share power with, uh, specific people, with specific characters. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, I should get, <laughs> looking to see uh what my my i have my mc principles i'm the master of ceremonies for this game um which are to communicate with the group to play to find out to, to be the character's biggest fans make their lives interesting and to think cinematically um i couldn't find i can't find uh, player agendas but yours are to be cool investigators probably <laughs> probably so let's let, um, I guess let's go through it. Let's talk about our our series concept, and then we'll go through character creation, which you've already mostly done, uh, mm-hmm. and then we will do crew creation, which we haven't done, and then we will uh, start playing. Uh, the first session is te- is called tech is called the exposition <coughs> session, where we play through a day in the lives of your characters. Um, and like, you know, we want to see what their lives are like before mystery enters it. Um, and then, but probably by the end of the session, we will have, uh, at least started the very beginnings of the case that I have planned for you. So here is the, uh, the the start of that. Uh, there are countless stories you can tell in City of Mist. Maybe you're all members of the police force working day and night to solve the city's strange cases and protect at least some of the residents from things that go above in the night. Maybe you're mercenary, selling your extraordinary abilities and expertise to the highest bidder until a job goes wrong and shit starts hitting the fan. Or perhaps you're all victims of the same villainous rift brought together in an attempt to capture your mutual enemy and possibly enact revenge upon them. Uh, City Mist assumes that your characters already know each other and that they work together for whatever reason. At the beginning of the exposition session, this one, when you set out to create your story, the first question the MC presents to the group is, who are you as a crew? Uh, the answer defines the focus of your series. If you decide to be a group of outcasts and rejects living in the forsaken and derelict parts of town and surviving its oddities and monstrosities at the edge of the mist, then this is what your series will be about for the most part. You won't be regularly hired by high-flying officials to silence a political opposition, not because it's impossible, but because that is not the focus of your game. On the other hand, if you are a team of hitmen assassinating political targets, maybe your bread and butter activity. Uh, I don't think you are monsters or hitmen. <laughs> uh, we want to talk about what you are. <laughs> oh, I guess we're just casual detectives, right? I get. I, mean, yeah, I think yes, I don't casual know. detectives. I mean, these these options are like like good examples, but like we could also just say. Whatever we want, or we were also looking at masked vigilante investigations. I think, <laughs> or- yeah, like I said, these are examples. Well, our our specific thing doesn't have to match these one to one. The though, as I wrote this case and as we created characters, we, it seems like we skewed a little bit away from being masked vigilantes. You might just be normal vigilantes. Huh? <laughs> um. So, but so basic thing, uh, the thing that you all are is students, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Presumably, because that's what we've been talking about. Um, yeah, you are well, all... Zach, we all got together and... Nah. We all decided secretly, separately. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst. Um, <laughs> Your players would... have unionized. 
I mean, you can <laughs> fuck, you can unionize for sure. Just don't, you know, let me know so I can, uh, you know, be part of the give and take. Eat the GM um, class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zachary. <laughs> me as a GM just went, oh, God, no, please don't. <laughs> uh, so I- you are all uh, enrolled at the Agnes Forsyth girl, uh, girl, at the Agnes, <laughs> girl. At the Agnes, the Agnes Forsyth School for Girls, a an all-girls boarding school uh, set in the middle of Facet City, the jewel of America's North Coast. Um, America doesn't have a North Coast. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's like it's Lake Erie. Um, oh, <laughs> that's it's Cleveland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also working on a masks game that's set in Cleveland, so like that was just in my head. Right. Um, yeah, so you're it's a it's a prestigious boarding school that you are all here because either you can afford it or you have other things that have allowed you to do that um, to be enrolled, um, and that is where the bulk of uh, the story is going to take place. The focus is going to be on the school and its students. Uh, which is what we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Our city, Facet City. Um, we talked. <clears throat> it's the the the. There's a handful of like descriptions of different things. What we're doing is what's called True Noir. It is the 1950s, so I guess a little pe- past the True Noir, the 30s, which is what it says. Um, you know, Art Deco all the, is all the rage. Police are corrupt. The city is forever in the clutches of clutches of organized crime. Uh, it is, uh, this is black and white, you know, it's a black and white movie. Um, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, and so we're, we're drawing on like older, you know, vintage stuff, uh, when we're describing the world, we're not like, our characters don't have cell phones. They don't have personal computers. Uh, they probably, they have zero electronics at all. Um, really people listen to the radio more than they watch TV and, but they still do watch TV. And yeah, that's the basic, just, that's the series pitches. Students in a boarding school dealing with weird mythos stuff, uh, which I think sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that part, <clears throat> real easy, that's the pitch, uh, so then we can get into uh, talking about our characters. Um, every character in City of Mist is a combination of four themes. Those themes are the things that you want to be at the forefront of your depiction of your character and their internal struggles. Um, your character's themes are split between two types, uh, a mythos themes, which uh, reflect your mythic self and grant you supernatural abilities, and your logos themes, which represent your mundane side uh, and grant you also numerous abilities but also represent your obligations to the world around you um who would like to begin describing their character um are we like as far as these cards are not doing what i wanted to do um there we go are we just gonna do like character card and then our mythos and then our logos cards we kind of have them set up that way. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. Okay. What are we doing to describe our character? Like, how much detail are we going into for this? Uh, as much as yeah, as, as much or as little as you want to. You could go down. Probably at the very least, you want to say your character, your mythos, your logos. Um, go through your theme types and name and like the gist of them. 
Uh, at the very least, say your uh, the identity and mystery. Which one's which? Um, the top one's the identity, and the text is the mystery. Wait, no, no. Con- it's concept of the smaller ones. It's just some themes have mysteries and oh. some themes have oh, identities. Right. Yeah, logos themes have identities. Mythos themes have mysteries. Yeah, that's what I get for writing over all of it. Mm. I was like, uh, I don't remember what anything is. <laughs> um, yeah, and so and so, yeah. At least that you don't necessarily have to go through your power tags, but you can like okay. describe what what power tags you get. Okay. If you'd like. Um, sure. So yeah, who wants to who wants to go first? Cool, Matt. I- you had your character finish the longest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said I would do it that first. day, and I was a day off, but I did. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's refresh my memory as I reread this haul. It was like almost two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so I'll be playing Arden Calloway. I believe I said she was 17. I actually don't remember. Uh, her mythos is Sherlock Holmes, and her logos is a reporter and photographer for the school newspaper. And um, so going down that list, the uh, the mythos theme that I have is subversion. The title of that is Nothing More Deceptive. What truths can I uncover if I become something they trust? And basically this kind of plays into the Holmes's uh, ability to disguise himself as he goes throughout the city. Um, so she's got the, the ability to kind of like put on and take off different disguises. And then I also took a tag that gave me the irregulars, quote-unquote, what that looks like in this setting? I don't know. We'll find out, but I have hmm. minions. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next three are all the Logos themes, uh, but they are all heavily influenced by Holmesian mythos. My defining relationship is with a fellow student named Isabella Vickery, and she is my Irene Adler because I was watching a lot of elementary at the time, and I like Irene as a uh, as a foil instead of Moriarty. Mm. Um, when you can combine them, that's even better. And, uh, you know, I'm determined to beat her at her own game, and she is kind of a guiding point that I have for what to and not to do when it comes to getting ahead. Uh, my training is whatever remains, and this plays into the ability to identify uh, and pick up on very small details. The description of that is, it is a capital mistake to theorize before one has data. And uh, where are we next? The personality, I have a singular mind. I am a brain. The rest of me is a mere appendix. And I just called this one her rude personality card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's a rude, she's a rude girl. <laughs> Her very... and Carrie would get along swimmingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they'd hate um, each so other. Yeah, so you, Both good. Arden Calloway, uh, you uh, you go to school here, obviously. I do, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, who's next? Oh, God. <sighs> All right. So I'm playing Jacqueline uh, Jack. Wise, uh, don't call her Jacqueline. Um, her mythos. Uh, is there anyone who can call Jack- her Jacqueline? Um, her mum does, <laughs> uh, and she doesn't like it. Yeah, no. The only per- uh, I suppose uh, her mum actually calls her Jack as much as anything. It's more like Jacqueline is when she's in trouble and tends to be what the staff and other students they that she doesn't like call her. The only person who can call her Jacqueline and it doesn't make her want to punch someone's teeth in is when Arden does it because of the way Arden does it and it doesn't quite feel the same. 
Mm. But that she really does prefer Jack and looks real doesn't like it when you know they her name is Jack. She is Jack, and people that call her otherwise clearly don't know her very well. Copy that. Her mythos is Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Hell yeah. Uh, her logos is student and research assistant. And research assistant is in air quotes for a reason. <laughs> who is she um, the research assistant of? Um, it's somebody who will come up later as part of my routine. Um, it's the school librarian who... Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, I have it on my details. Uh, I've got I've got a name for the school library. You know, do you have one? I did come up with one. I've got Ashton Roth. If yours is better, then go with yours. Uh, mine is 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 uh, Miss Wilhelmina Drake. I like that too. Basically, I've got this down as the professor in air quotes. Um, whether or not this librarian actually is legit, mm-hmm. and why they're working in a school could be another mystery for another day. But I purposely left it vague. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I guess there's multiple librarians. Uh, Wilhelmina Drake is the head librarian. Okay, I'm I'm happy to change it. Uh, my person from because I've literally got it down as the professor on my other card. Mm-hmm. So Ashton can be somebody different in the school, but it could be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of those for sure. Okay, then I'll I'll change this to be a teacher, whichever subject you might want. So maybe history, history could work, or science. Uh, science could also work. Somebody that might have reason to do research. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's not in any official capacity that Jack is the assistant to this person. Is it Ashton Roth? Roth, yeah. Like R O T H. Yes. All right, I'm going to put that down as a history teacher. Okay, no worries. And I did not have anything in mind for age or face claim or anything like that. So, free game. Mm-hmm. Research assistant, air quotes. Yeah. Um, her mythos theme is divination, and I've called it Pluto's Envoy uh, because of the line of uh, being from the Plutonian shore in the poem. Mm-hmm. And the way I have flavoured this, because there is very little dictated about what is the deal with the raven in that poem, so I took that as licence to do whatever the mm-hmm. hell I wanted that felt thematically appropriate for the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery is why are the dead so drawn to the school? Um, because Jack can see and talk to the dead. Um, that she sort of occupies the space between the world of the living and what comes after. So she can sort of like see into that space and ghosts recognize that she is aware of them. Mm -hmm. So. Tags in that, uh, I've also got um, psychometry, um, which I did look up, and it's my, one of my favorite clairvoyant shit, which is you can touch a thing and get an idea of its history. Yes, I love that. So Jack wears gloves. Oh, okay, cool. Like a pair of like leather driving gloves sort of vibe that she can easily undo at the wrist and then put her palm against stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. Uh, her other, uh, one of her other logos, oh, no, her logos, uh, first is defining relationship and it's my brother, my keeper. Um, the identity is I don't know who I am without him. This is Theodore Teddy Weiss, who is dead. Mm-hmm. This is her brother's ghost that is just still hanging around. Um, just chilling. 
just chilling. Uh, he looked after her in life, and he's keeping an eye on her now. How old was he when he died? I'm imagining he died during the war. Mm-hmm. So, but he was only maybe young enough to like deploy right at the end of the war. Mm-hmm. So he's probably like nineteen, twenty max. Rough. And depending on how long after the war this is. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine well, he and- I mean, he hasn't gotten any older. <laughs> no, but it's more like how the age difference between the two of them. I didn't necessarily want to be too big. Sure. So. Cool. Um, the routine is on the honor roll. Um, I earned this, but I could lose it in an instant, as Zach alluded to at the top. Uh, Jack is a scholarship student here at the Forsyth School. And the only reason she had a chance to do that exam is because her mother is the school nurse here. There's one of the nurses. Yeah, like maybe she's the head nurse. I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. um, and it's sort of that vibe is very well known that she is the daughter of one of the school nurses, if not head nurse, and that carries with her. Um, and it's very much like I've got scholarship student. There's also a vibe of like a charity student kind of a vibe mm-hmm. with her. Um, so yeah, that, that baggage is part of things. And, uh, last logos is personality, which is the weird one. I'm not one of them and I don't want to be. She's an outsider and that's how she likes it. Nice. The crew aside. The crew aside for sure. And, uh, that's Jack. Awesome. Uh, very cool. Looking forward to answering the crew questions. Uh, but before <laughs> we can do that, we have to learn the identity of our final crew member. Yes. So, um, I'll be playing, uh, Beatrix Poole. Uh, her mythos is, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, and her logos is, uh, student council. Uh, she's a member of the student council. So, uh, her, um, expression for her mythos, uh, I'm calling a strange case. Um, (laughs) the mystery for that is how can I control these unnatural urges? Um, because, uh, when, uh, things get really heated, um, repressed anger, uh, tends to manifest in explosive ways. Um. For uh, her logos, um, I uh, logos themes. Uh, I chose defining event for one of them. I'm I feel bad because like I don't have nice titles for mine. Um, I'm really hmm. bad no, at. Com- I I spent an entire evening reading Sherlock Holmes quotes, so <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> um, All of mine are like Holmes quotes, and I'm like, I spent too much time on this. <laughs> yeah. Um. For the defining event, event, uh, uh, the title of that is out of the blue. Um, the um identity. Is uh, I won't lose control uh, because she witnessed, uh, she witnessed her uncle just uh, seemingly randomly snap, uh, snap and uh, attack her mother, um, and uh, playing into that is uh, her defining relationship, uh, which is titled "Mother Knows Best." Uh, I would do anything for my mother, anything. Um, they have a really close relationship after the attack. Uh, 
uh, Beatrix um, spent a lot of time looking out for her mother and looking after her mother. Uh, and then uh, her personality trait is a paragon of propriety. Uh, <laughs> I can't be anything less than my best self. How the hell did Jack end up hanging out with these? The question I find myself <laughs> That's what I'm really asking. curious about. That's this a is good where the question. crew. This is where the crew relationship questions like because I love that each theme has them, so you get to really yeah. get a vibe of how people know each other. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, so we we're gonna be choosing crew power tags, choosing weakness tags, and a crew mystery or identity, which is very fun. Um, awesome. So that is Beatrix. Uh, so um, actually, uh, so your mother. So you said your mother is is sick. Um, do you know where she is right now? Uh, yes. Um, I don't think that she actually that that she actually lives far from the school. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it's the the sort of thing where, uh, like, uh, Beatrix can see her, uh, like every other weekend or something like that, depending on the the policies of the school about leaving campus. For sure. Um, do <clears throat> is is she like in her? Does she have like in home care, or is she like at like a hospital? Uh, in home care. Uh, okay. She's cool. she's being uh well taken care of, basically. Uh. Uh, the the brother who attacked her is is kind of rich and is basically paying a a large stipend, uh, to kind of like keep things hush hush. Mm-hmm. Asshole. Yep. That guy that guy would come up if this was a long term st- series. That guy would come back up. <laughs> um, and it would be cathartic. Uh, okay, cool. So those are our three investigators, our three crew members. So now we got to work through our crew theme book, which is cool. This game has the cr- the crew itself has their own like mini playbook um, that has its own power tags that can be drawn. Oh, uh, interesting thing about this game um, is that you don't have stats in the traditional sense. You don't have like uh, tough, sharp, cool. You have power tags from your theme books. Uh, and those tags, whenever you're trying to do something, you flag a number of the tags that have, that are in, imbe- that are relevant to the action you're trying to accomplish. And you roll, uh, with a bonus equal to the number of tags you are invoking, which is very cool and gives you a lot of flexibility in how you want to approach things. Um, and so the, the crew as a shared thing will have this as well. Um, so let's talk about your crew theme book. Uh, first thing we talk about is concept. Uh, you review the concept of your crew as a reflection of the series concept you all agreed upon at the beginning of the exposition session. Uh, you flesh it out together by thinking about the following questions like, one, what is our shared goal? Why are you together? I mean, I just want to, I want everything to make sense. And I would like to just not necessarily categorize it all, but I think, especially for Arden, it's going to school and being a student is exceedingly dull. So <laughs> why not make it exciting by making sense of things that people don't understand? Okay. For Jack, after she started being able to talk to the dead and finding out there's some weird shit going on in places, or that they see things, or that maybe people don't know why they're here started asking questions or like doing research and i really like the thought that maybe 
ran into Arden, or maybe that's sort of where that sort of thing started, because it's mm-hmm. like a lead or poking into somewhere. Um, I've, one of the things for routine is that um, I've got for Jack is that um, I know where that is uh, because mm-hmm. they they spend like holidays on the campus too. So they know every inch of the school. Uh, they know every inch of the school. Oh, like yeah. she, I don't know if she's got like a set of keys, but she knows how to get past stuff or like, oh, that lock she, is never locked and stuff like that. Mm, so she knows where where the keys are. Yeah, she knows where it is. So I like the thought that maybe something coalesced there. Cool. Or like Arden saying, I don't know. That she needed something or needed to be somewhere, and Jack just absentmindedly said, "Oh yeah, well that's there," and just like, "I'm sorry, hello, who are you?" Oxy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Does that uh, does that uh, scan for you, Beatrix? Yeah. Okay. Um, so for that answer, I wrote down make sense of the nonsensical. Mm. Ooh, dig it. Ooh, very that, good. That, that, that's something that's like. Like cool, um, cool. So, who or what brought us together? Um, sounds like uh, so. We know that um, Arden and Jack met like while Arden was looking for something, and Jack knew where it was. But how did Beatrix get into this? Hmm. I don't know. Part of me wants to. Okay, it's like they're they're seventeen year olds, so I don't know if like they would necessarily <laughs> have hall monitors. But there's there's uh, prefix that, that, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, like, yeah. there's I, there's there's a couple prefix in particular who are troublesome. Ooh. Yeah, I almost wonder if if uh uh Beatrix wasn't kind of like occupying that kind of position and uh maybe caught uh Jack or Arden sneaking around and got kind of roped in that way. Okay. <laughs> I do like that. You're you're the girl on the inside. Uh, you're a dirty hall monitor. Yeah. You're, you're crooked. You've been yep. flipped. Yep. Um, Very good. Bribe you with baked goods. Arden <laughs> flipped <laughs> Beatrix from being a straight and narrow hall monitor. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, once, you know, once Arden... Uh, kind of like explained some of the weird stuff going on. Like Beatrix would be like, "Oh yeah, maybe we should get a handle on this uh, mm-hmm. before it gets uh, before it gets out of hand or somebody gets hurt," kind of thing. And that's how she justifies being a crooked hall monitor to herself. So you mm-hmm. still wear the badge? Yeah, <laughs> still-, <laughs> still got that prefect badge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I should look up prefect badges. Uh, it's like a little metal pin on the yeah. blazer. Incredible. Yes. It's got a, it's got an eye uh, on it, um, like kind of like the all-seeing eye. Oh, bang! Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're just part of the Magnus Institute now, are we? I was more Illuminati, <laughs> but sure. Um, I mean, same difference. So then, the second question is pretty similar. Why do we work together? What does each member contribute to the cause? Well, Jack knows the school and has a habit of just like revealing information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided if the other two girls know that she sees the dead yet, but she definitely comes out with some random shit. <laughs> I don't know how long this little crew has been in operation. 
So, yeah, and I think uh, <clears throat> it definitely sounds like Beatrix is the one that can get us into other places that Jack can't. So the two of them are the keys to the school. Thank you, both of you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have friends in high places, oh. um, and low places, and just everywhere. It's like Jack knows the way, but Beatrix uh, lends legitimacy to why you're there in the first place. Yep. I love it. Uh, okay, this is the next question. Where do we meet? Uh, where do we collect our evidence or prepare for action? Do we share a dorm? Are we on the same floor? Uh, it's either that or we can meet at whatever place I have commandeered as the school newspaper room. Mm. Um, oh, I, I don't imagine... I like. I don't know if there would be other people in that "quote unquote" club, um, but I think Arden takes a lot of the responsibility on her own shoulders. Uh, mm-hmm. Being like, do we want to say that the three of you are the, is the newspaper club? Well, I don't want to like tread on Beatrix being part of the student council. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I don't know that you can't have more than one after school yeah, activity. Yeah, I've got, I've got multiple <laughs> characters <live> <laughs> in here that are like that are like that have like that are double dipping and and triple dipping in clubs. Okay, so that's, then, a, that's yeah. definitely established. I do need people uh, to be very persona about it, or like <laughs> Japanese anime. I gotta have people in my club before we get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> so the maybe maybe you are the Forsyth Journalism Society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dig it. I love the idea of like there being a closet attached to the uh uh to the um like the the newspaper club room and uh in that closet there's just a bunch of cork boards and strings and and paper mm. clippings and stuff. Yes. That's that's our dark room. Yes. Airships. Mm. Um, I mean I, do- I do photography, so No, for sure, but it's also got your conspiracy board. Um <laughs> where do you where do you want to put that? Uh, you this, say I map? don't automatically just leave that out in the open so people don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where do you want to put the 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 um, journalist journalism room? Is it near the library? I think near the library would be good. Yeah, sure. Do 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 the Herman Price Library. Typing that in. Oh, for what it's worth, like as another location while well, you're typing stuff on the map, one of my things for routine, which is where I go to get away from things, is the school pool after hours. Oh. Like, it could be an outdoor one. It could be one of those, like, really awful, cold indoor pools. <clears throat> but it definitely, like, it's one thing I remember from, like, the boarding school books is there being a pool. <laughs> I dig it. But, yeah, the pool after hours so I don't know whether it's like an indoor one with like the benches down one side uh, or whether it's like an outdoor one. Like indoor, yeah, indoor say pool like right here. One of those two buildings. All right. Good for pool size. Perfect. That low that low down one looks very good. Looks very promising. <laughs> that one. Uh oh this one? Yeah. Oh this one. Yeah. Sure. That's very close to another location. Ooh. Um, which is interesting. Uh that's close to the birthday house. The what? <laughs> Actually, okay. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put that the on the map. The house where we all have uh, birthdays. Because, well, it's the house where you go when you—it's not your birthday. I what? hate this. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> Don't like I am that. Filled with fear. So I, I will say, I will, I'll, I'll just. Listen, I'll just, every day is not my birthday, except for the one day it is. 
Um, I'll, I'll just put it on the map um, uh, because uh, Jack knows where everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the birthday house is the school's speakeasy. Ah, nice. <laughs> oh, uh, well. it's run. It's run by three girls who uh, have <clears throat> basically taken a part of the school that isn't used by anything, mm-hmm. and like, but via connections and like some some tampering has like kind of stricken it from the school's charter. Um, nice. So that no one's going to try to put anything there, and so they've just taken over it. Uh, and you have to knock. You knock on the door. Slot opens. Says "Happy birthday." You say, "But it's not my birthday." And then you let in. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so that is uh, that is run by uh, where is it? Do uh, Hattie Fielder, Dory Masters, and Harriet May. Hattie and Harriet. Yes. Don't get those two mixed up. You don't want to get those two nope. mixed up. <laughs> um, uh, last, last concept question. What sort of resources do we have at our disposal? The contents of the library. It might be, if it's a private school, it might be quite a good library. Oh, it's a good library. <laughs> so. It's, there's, there's a lot of old books in there. Ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> Sheer uh. intellect. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh <laughs> I think between the three of us, free reign of the school. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. Which is a very good resource to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, journalistic um, uh, paraphernalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. My parents probably bought it for me. Yeah. Well, can we establish a fun a- bit of trivia? Oh, please uh, ask your question first. Oh, I was going to ask if you have a Mycroft. Um, yes. I have cool. an older brother. His name is Meredith. Right, and right, right. Yes. Awesome. Uh, my, the main page of my character sheet has my parents' names and little blurbs about them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what were you saying, Jake? Can we add the trivia that, um, and it drives Arden up the wall, um, that you can't get a photo of Jack anymore? Like, she just shows up slightly blurry on photos. Hell yeah. And nice. Arden can't figure out why. <laughs> I love it. Jack doesn't photograph well. Just like, Jack, please stand still. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so now we're going to go, so that's our concept questions. Now we actually get to choose, or you get to choose three power tag questions. Do you have your books? Yes. Okay, so on page 147 is the list of questions. You, among you, get to pick three of them to answer, and those will form your power tags. Does everybody want to pick one? Sure. Uh, uh, and I believe these tags you can invoke just as easily as you invoke your character's power tags. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of these that we We've already answered. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so, okay. so like the, the concept questions kind of get us in the right mood. And so if you want, you can like draw on those answers that you gave to figure out how you mechanically have power. Sure. All right. Then, I mean... Good one is, you know, where do we meet, work, rest, or prepare for action in mm-hmm. our little uh, Forsyth Journalism Society meeting room? Cool. Yeah. And so, th- so the difference between the, the questions you asked, answer for concept, and these questions is that um, by answering these power tag questions, you can mm-hmm. now invoke that to help you. 
Right. So, so when they you should... go to there, you can in, and like and you go to the journalism room, you can invoke that tag for anything you're doing in that room. Right. So this should yeah. go on our crew cards. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Yes, your crew. Handwriting theme. it for now. I'll type it up later. Mm-hmm. All right. So that that so that was question B. So you would write B dash yeah. then the the tag. Mm-hmm. I like the thought of answering question I because I think that's going to give us a power tag that maybe isn't already covered by stuff we have personally, mm-hmm. which is what approach or tactic do you share in tackling challenges? Yeah, that's that's a good one. Hmm. Is it like a divide and conquer? Because I feel like the three of us have got very different ways of approaching things. Yeah. It's like we've got a very brainy person who's maybe not too good at talking to people. Because rude. Talk to people. Yeah. (laughs) It maybe doesn't get along easily with people. They can't handle it when I'm talking to them. It's not my problem. But we also, but we have that. So we have our brain. It's like, if anything, Buddy Beatrix is like the face because she's our respectable party member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the one that can maybe intervene if a teacher comes up and be like, what are you girls doing? It's just like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm washing these people. Mm-hmm. I'll just disguise myself to look like a responsible <laughs> adult. <laughs> so do we just want to use the divide and conquer tag? Because it feels like each of us have got very different skill sets. And like we know each other's skill sets pretty well, so like okay, so and so is coming. Okay, well we know how to approach this. You do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is clearly a you problem in that you should do it. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, divide and conquer. And that is the dividing you're doing is amongst yourselves by splitting up and doing stuff. Yeah, I mm-hmm. suppose it could be like resource management or delegation. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. so, so, uh, what is it um, every tool for the job kind of a vibe mm-hmm. like, I like that you can do these phrase power tags yeah it's great oh how I about love... the right tool for the right job yeah the right cat for okay. the job I like, the, I, like, I, like, I like the right cool tool cats. for the job yeah, yeah the, this is one of the things I like so much about this game is that you can just have you can just name shit whatever you want it to be yeah, as that's long as it evokes what? it correct, like properly, like you yeah. Can do it. My shit. I sort of would like to know the answer to H. What sort of reputation or name have you made for yourselves? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I like that. Just because, like, I know we're we're keeping some of this on the down low, but what do other people think about us doing things around the school together? And, like, how can we use that to our advantage? Like, do people just assume that we're, we're like, relatively well-meaning students and they they just uh, give us a pass? Or do people think we're weird? That's a good one, yeah. So, like, the, and like the example answers are, like, uh, neighborhood support, underworld reputation, known in the other world, the corrupt fear us, government connections. So, like, how would you want? How would you, like? How would that answer materially affect your ability to move and maneuver? You could write like veneer of respectability. 
to to like to reference uh, Beatrix's position as a prefect or something else entirely. I'm just throwing out ideas. Yeah, I mean, veneer of respectability seems like the obvious choice, but I don't know if it's the most interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lola, the most interesting choice will be your next one when you decide your weakness tag. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Right now, you're picking stuff that helps you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, how do we feel about veneer of respectability? I worry that the very act of having Jack in your group undermines <clears throat> it because of what I've got established on my other cards. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's the only objection I have to it. Unless, no, actually, we could spin it. It's just like, just like oh, well, she's a weird one. Oh, but she's with those two. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're it helping. gives you a veneer of respectability. Yeah. Like legitimacy. Yeah, yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. Can spell respectability, except not really, because Chrome just said that I did it wrong anyway. <laughs> nice. That's why I handwrite it, and then I can't know if I spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I was handwriting something, and it's like, I don't know how to spell this. I'm sure autocorrect will tell me, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> autocorrect in your brain <laughs> is broken. Uh, yeah, so... so um... Uh, you can just copy those into your your power tags, uh, and then you are the. I'm doing this to Arden's sheet because, oh. sure, I guess. Sure, yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm handwriting it, so it wouldn't be up there until later anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to come up with with an identity for your? I think you, yeah, you got to come up with an identity uh, for it, or a mystery, I guess. Um, to say, like, you're basically, um, it's like your uh, um, mission statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was... Uh, the thing I wrote? Yeah, no, the, the make sense of the nonsensical. Would that be our concept? That, that, that could definitely or... be. A, you could definitely write that as, a mis- as an identity. Yeah, love yeah. that. Uh, and then you might you might um, make mark crack on that if you ever like choose to not attempt to explain something. N o n s e n s i c a l. Sorry, could I we, don't we, know, but I ended it with a l, and that was my question. So everything else could be wrong, but that was the, my question was a l. <laughs> it's making sense of the nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know how to spell. Uh, were you saying? Would you ask something, Jade? Just clarifying. Oh. It's all good. I got it. I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, and then the next thing. I forgot. I almost let you get away with it. Uh, is you have to answer a weakness tag question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you choose one question to answer. Answer it with a single description, no more than a few words long. In your answer, you should describe something that will impede your crew's actions during the game. Your answer becomes a weakness tag. Write it on your theme card under the weakness tags along with the letter of that question. So those questions are, what is flawed or lacking in the way you operate together? How do you get each other into trouble? Who or what are you all afraid of? What places or situations do you find tough to handle? Those are all so good. They are really good. You pick one question and you answer it. I really like B, though. How yeah. to get each other into, into trouble. trouble. Yes. All right. 
Like, I mean, I, I'm the other ones are all good too, but I just I really like B. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like B too. Mm-hmm. What do you think the answer is? Mm-hmm. Also, did I give you move sheets? Uh, okay. The moves are at the top? Yeah, they're on the top of the character the thing. Core yeah, moves and the, cinematic the, moves. But not the descriptions of them. Uh, no. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me, I'll drop those into the, um, into the Discord so you have them. Because I've got a, I have a bunch of PDFs open right now with all of mm-hmm. my different, like, things. Do we get each other into trouble because we each have our own agendas? Hmm. That's a fun thought. That could be it. I was uh, another one that I was thinking could be like uh, the right tool for the wrong job. Yeah. Um, where or like you know, like you bump like because you all have very disparate um approaches. Yeah. When yeah. when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Hmm. <laughs> or can't decide if it's a nail or a screw or something. Um, yeah. So, but you should you should decide which what. It yeah. Is. How do we how do we want to phrase this? Hmm. Incompatible methodologies? Is that too much for mouthful? Oh, that's a good one, though. Well, one of like uh, the things <laughs> that Jack knows to do is how to punch people. So you know, just gonna pop that out there, just like as a method to dealing with something. I'm just gonna hit him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, just, I, it, it's I didn't something... take single stick, but I could have. <laughs> yeah, no, the way I flavored it is like. Um, Teddy knows how to fight, and he like is like hovering nearby, going, "Just punch him right there, just there." He just reaches over and like jabs her elbow. She's like, "Ah!" Oh, or it's more just like he'll tell her what to do. Yeah. Oh, because I, I named the tag "Hit him where it hurts." Mm. So basically, having a perpetual spotter. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, so incompatible methodology. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a good um uh, uh yeah, I like the phrasing. Cool. Yeah, so like it can help you and it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um and one thing to remember uh, to know is that you will not be marking you will not be invoking your weakness tag every time that you that it could come up. Um the way weakness tags work is like I would invoke them. Mm-hmm. To like, and they would it would reduce your power by one for the move, but then you get to mark attention to the, uh, the theme that it, it used on, oh. and that is like XP basically. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, each of your ta- each of your part uh, themes has uh, an attention track and a crack or fade track. Um, when you mark three attention, you get an improvement to that theme. When you mark three fade or three crack, you lose that theme. Uh, and you have to switch it out for a new one. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to give our crew a title? Uh, yes. I mean, is it like the Forsyth Journalism Club? That it could be that, or if you want, you could come up with a different, um, different name, like a like a more a more evocative title, and just have this sure. journalism society be your mm-hmm. be like your concept. Yeah. I can't think of anything witty. No, me neither. I'm just going uh, like those girls, just like that vibe of like 
<laughs> the sort of thing heard aside. But because uh, we have a veneer of respectability, but I suppose it could be said fondly. But it it adds a vibe of people that are operating outside the main. But mm-hmm. like, so you're noted for being that thing. It's like it's like that whole thing in the was it the first Harry Potter? Why is when there's trouble, it's always you three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a vibe. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Or 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 um. You know, you can say, like, nose for trouble. Oh, that's good. Because you gotta, you gotta find the where stuff yeah. is going wrong to be able to fix it. I like so. that. Sick. Alright. Um, okay. So then, uh, now that you've got all your crew themes, um, you've got your crew themes, you've got your, your power tags, your weakness tag, your concept, uh, your identity, Next thing we do is establish crew relationships. Uh, Underneath the goal or ideal that makes your crew members collaborate, there is a complex network of relationships. Even though they work together, the crew members can have a complicated personal relationships in a dark past. Some of the crew members have known each other for a while and have been through a lot together. Others, while knowing each other only briefly, have already formed opinions on one another. Uh, And since everyone is a rift, there's also the relationships between your mythoid to consider. Uh, once you have your crew theme ready, you can build your crew relationships. Crew relationships help quickly flesh out the shared history of the crew members. First, each character writes down the names of all the other crew members on their character card under crew. Um, you, I think you've all done that already. Um, next, you go around the table, taking turns. On your turn, you pick up one of your themes that's random and refer to the crew relationship section. Each section contains three ideas for events or attitudes that shape your relationship with one of your crew members. Choose one at random or at your whim and read it out loud. You then choose if you want to use this item or discard it. If you choose to use the item, choose which crew member it applies to. The player playing that crew member approves. You can work out the details and then, then and there or later. The MC and the other players can choose how to interpret this item. Can suggest how to interpret this item. Um, so yeah, so you go, you go around... Um, you don't have them. It's not on the character sheets on the roll twenty, but you just open the book and like go to your your um, you know themes, and they should have your relationship questions there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got my divination ones ready from my mythos. Um, so with a cast in one of the following scenarios, uh, which one do I want? So the option you used your powers to learn a shocking secret about one of them without their knowledge. Um, you re- used your powers to reveal a weakness of one of them, or one of them came to you for advice regarding their mythos, and you decided to help them. So, I like one of those as a help. Um, each of them have, I think, the help option. One of them has a hurt option. So, mm-hmm. just well, I think I think that that f- plays into the uh, like assist mm-hmm. um, move. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Jack learning something against knowledge yet that feels like a more thing that happens later (laughs) (laughs) my elbow just slid off the desk don't mind me oh no does anyone want to put a weakness on the table yet because one of the uh, i can use your you use your powers to reveal a weakness of one of them ask them what it is if you're going to protect them take help if you're going to exploit it take hurt oh i can like our uh, our weakness tags in general. Yeah, it could be one of those, or it could just be a general thing. Yeah, it has to be a mechanical weakness. 
Well, maybe it does. Mm. Uh, this is for divination. Yeah, I don't think it has to be a mechanical one, but it could it could you could probably build on those to to give you the idea for it. Also, this is something either the dead told me or I touched something of yours and figured it out, hmm. which is a fun way of looking at it. Unless somebody wants to reveal a shocking secret. Um, the problem is I don't have secrets for Arden, and mm-hmm. she's very like she'll tell you if you ask. But yeah. um, her her whole thing is just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever. I didn't go into, you know, and it's not like Sherlock Holmes has a lot of shocking secrets as a person. Yeah. Um, so she's very plain and easy mm-hmm. to read in that way. Okay. Um, so that wouldn't be too interesting for her. Sure. You've got that thing about moving unobstructed, right? Uh, Yes. What if we go with the last one then, came for advice regarding their mythos? Because your mythos is all about, well, you have the theme about it, so maybe that doesn't quite work. But given that Jack seems to know things and mysteries is a vibe, it could be that. I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, especially at least for the the nothing more deceptive, um, mm. the tag that I have for Enter Unopposed, it was... Mm. Uh, if you act like you're supposed to be there, no one will question you, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to I'm going to sneak in. She sneaks, yeah. but um, I think it's very much she's also just like, I'll just walk right in because they think I'm supposed to be there. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, uh, sorry, go on, Zach. Oh, so I've just – the way that I, it seems to be to work uh, help and hurt mm. is that um, you the, – the, it's not a static number. Um, you can gain more help and hurt points as you like work with or against a character. Uh, you mm-hmm. get them at the end of the sessions, uh, and you can just spend them to give someone a positive or negative temporary status. Um, so it's basically a pool of points that you can spend to give someone like a plus one or, or minus one on their move. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I was just I was just looking to yeah. make sure that I understood the mechanics of it. Uh, keep figuring out what your questions yeah. are. Uh, Dora, how common is knowledge is what happened to Beatrix's mum? Ooh, yeah, that's, um, I think it's, I think it's common knowledge that Beatrix's, uh, mother, uh, is not well, but I don't think it's common mm-hmm. knowledge that she's not well because she was, like, viciously attacked, uh, by her brother. Okay. Well, how about when things started? With the crew, um, the Jack did a read on her because she doesn't trust prefects, mm-hmm. and found out what exactly happened to Beatrice's mother. I love it. That's very good. So uh, she has no intention, because um, disgusted or horrified, that's not going to be the case. Um, if anything, she's like, like Jack isn't super close to her mom but gets it and like knows what it's like to have a family member that you worry about. So I'm happy to go for Phil's closer to take take a help point on Beatrix, if you're happy with that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Take that up to one. <clears throat> um, for my training book, uh, the crew relationship is one of them helps keep your act sharp. 
It's because you're competing with you or threatening you. Take a hurt point. Otherwise, take a help point. Jack, would you like to be my mental, like my quick little sparring partner in that sort of thing? Sure. I'm down with that. Banter is fun. Banter is fun. It's my mom's favorite part of any show. (laughs) (laughs) That's always been the thing that she's like, I love shows with banter. That's why she loved um, White Collar so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if any of you ever saw that show. Yeah, a little bit of it. Great. All right, so you take one uh, helmet, uh, and you we can do a couple of these. Uh, it says to to um, keep going around the table until you feel your history is rich enough. So, want to grab one door? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out because, like, yeah, I think scroll back to it. I think um, I like the. Uh, relationship on my expression theme book um one of them uh once witnessed you expressing your mythos at full power Ooh, um, out. yeah <laughs> so i'm just trying to figure out like what that context might be uh like like why you had pulled out pulled like it uh did the whole hook smash yeah Hide smash. <laughs> Hide smash. Uh, I mean, you know, all sorts of reasons. Could have just been in a fight, I guess. As a prefect, breaking up a breaking up a cat fight Ooh. in the hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just picked two girls up and just threw them across the the the, the, the commons. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, one thing. Also, one thing that's like important about this game um, is that like. For people who aren't awoken to their rifts, like while they might, um, while they might witness uh, an expression of like supernatural power, they will almost immediately clock it as something mundane. So, like you could like just pick someone up and throw them across the hall, um, and people would just remember it as, "Oh man, Beatrix like wilded it out and like punched some people." <laughs> Um, it's like that, and that's why it's like you know, um, in the introduction, it's like you know, armor is imagined as flak jackets. Um, fire breath is is seen as as an exploded gas main, not because that's what it is, but that's what the mist makes people think it is. Um, the the mist is the strange force that seems to be constantly like editing the world in normal people's perceptions of it to appear more normal. So, like, you don't have to worry about, like, I mean, like, the the violence enacted is still remembered as violence. Like, if you bl- if you breathe fire, even if people think, oh, that was an exploding that gas mine, they would then say, that's the person who blew up the gas mine, uh, the gas main. You know, like, it, like if you if you like pulled out a sword and started like slicing people up, people would still remember you as like person who killed a bunch of people. They would just like like edit it in their heads to be like you know you had a knife or a gun or something so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about like how ways that you had manifested your power mm-hmm. well i'm just gonna cut in also then because i'm going through some of my other crew books uh playbooks just reading the word crew um mm-hmm. For subversion, the first one is one of them saw something that incriminated you or revealed what you truly are. 
What was it and under what circumstances? If you have since made them your confident, take a help point on them. Otherwise, take a hurt point. Um, I think it was probably definitely Arden sneaking around somewhere that she shouldn't have mm-hmm. been and Beatrix caught her. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Um, you know, she could have also have been parading around with like a prefix badge of her own. And then Beatrix <laughs> is like, uh, excuse you. <laughs> That's real good. That's yes. Extremely I good. love that. Yeah. Because it's definitely like, oh, to anyone else who's like, at night, just like a quick little flash of a badge, who's not really paying attention, would be like, oh yeah, okay, you're supposed to be here. And Beatrix's like, I know you're not a prefect. What are you doing? But also, we're on the same side now. Now you are. Now I am. <laughs> Back then. So yes. you have you have made Beatrix your confidants uh, in the time since. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, if you have since made them your confidant, and now, whatever... We run into each other and I have my fake badge. She lets me go. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Which get Beatrix voice. You didn't tell me tonight was going to be one of the nights you're sneaking around. And Arden goes, well, it's because you're on duty. So it makes it easier. One less person to fool. (sighs) Very good. Yeah, so. uh, uh, Arden, when you saw me like throw a girl across the quad uh were you scared or did you appreciate it uh it was definitely oh here is a good tool i can use <laughs> okie dokie so you get a, a help point on arden yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and arden because of your thing with beatrix you get a help point on her yes um i think yeah i think having like one question for each of your um uh crew members is is good enough mm-hmm I'm bouncing between. I keep looking at the the routine, the personality, and the defining relationship questions. Like going, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this game has so much cool stuff to like think about. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, okay, uh, Mav, how do you feel about Arden disliking something about Jack's behavior and repeatedly making comments about it, or trying to get you to change? Oh. That's when she says Jacqueline. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ask them what they do dislike and what it would take for them to be happy with you. Whatever they say, take a hurt point. Well, Alternatively, uh, you could accept my personality or even like it. I don't know which is more fun for you. I No, I think it's definitely, definitely a hurt point. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, no, it's good. Um, And like, I think it, you know, Jeff, pro- blah, blah, blah. it's definitely something having to do with it's probably it's it's not that maybe maybe it's the it's the illegitimacy illegitimacy of uh ghosts as a witness (laughs) it's that's very it's just like why are you so obsessed with the dead like really (laughs) the dead can't go on record yeah (laughs) amazing that's listen there is not solid proof um yeah, it's uh Oh and I like the thought of Jack like because like that her whole thing is just like I don't really care what people think about me, just like touching Arden stuff and saying stuff about it. she's like you could have deducted this from this. It's just like Yeah, oh god, that and that's how you keep me sharp is like I can't have Jack keep one upping me by doing that parlor trick she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um I suppose it could be a thing actually, because it's gotta be a 
related to my personality. As much as I, the the thing about the dead can't go on record is just funny and should absolutely yeah. be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, I don't care what they said. I need evidence. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but the things I've got are, um, about willingly being an outsider, and given that Arden's whole thing is blending in, mm-hmm. just like why do you always have to be that way? Why? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just? Why can't you just be helpful? <laughs> and like. Yeah, it's very much one of those, Jack's like weird, just like, okay, well, you don't like me, so I don't like you, and I'm going to be even more of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't play well with others. It's just like, there are instances where you maybe should. Mm-hmm. So, cool. I dig it. Awesome. All right, that's my two. I hate to pick on Jack for her personality, but... um, <laughs> um uh-huh. For... for our crew relationship, uh, the personality of uh, one of them seems to be the exact opposite of yours, even if they don't have a theme for it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to decide because it's like if it makes it easier for your personality to shine for you to, or for you to be yourself, take a help point on them. If it comes into conflict with your personality, take a hurt point on them. So glad you chose it because I was looking at it going, man, that would be so good for Beatrix, but I've already got a point with Beatrix. So that worked out beautifully. <laughs> I mean, both good. I suppose it's how much of Beatrix is this paragon of propriety and how much is it trying to be that. Yeah. Which is very Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Is it a cultivated, concentrated effort to be that way? And if so, I can see how that would make it more difficult. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely a cultivated effort because that's that's like one of the the themes about Jekyll and Hyde is that you know Jekyll is trying to expunge you know actively expunge like the the dark urges so it's definitely mm-hmm. a cultivated thing so unfortunately I think I'll have to take a hurt point on to, on you No worries oh, no. Awesome Is that everything I think that that's everything except for the last thing, which okay. is a day in the life. Uh, in the final day stage of the exposition session, you and your group play a short and casual session of the game to help every, tie everything together and complete missing details. The main purpose of the short game is to flesh out your characters, their lives, and the locations and characters that would appear in your series, as well as give the MC time enough to start the series with. Uh, as you play out this day in the life of your characters, you may even get to try out some of the basic rules, such as making moves. However, teaching the moves, rules or promoting the story should come as second to the main focus, creating story details. Uh, the MC should clarify that a day in the life is a setting building process, so no one expects any dramatic events. These will come when you start playing the game. Um, I've already done a lot of uh, setting building, so who knows what will happen. <laughs> 